you know, but if I'm to give you a, a real evaluation, it's it's more than a billion. It's more, more than, than a billion, billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reason why I asked this question is because I wanted to ask the follow-up question. There are two follow-up questions I wanted to ask. Is the first, if you had to do it all over again, how would you do it to go from zero to over a billion dollars invested? Today, guys, just in case you haven't realized, today, Mr. Bernard Chung basically broke down the secret to being a successful entrepreneur. And how do we know he broke it down? Well, he told us what to do. And as we continued through the episode and we looked at the successful entrepreneurs of time past, we looked at Napoleon Hill, um, Henry Ford, Andrew Carnegie. We can even look at Jeff Bezos today and Elon Musk. What they have done and they've instructed us to do to be successful is exactly what Mr. Chung has done. My grandfather and my father mm-hmm. have started a shoe factory. And we have a shoe brand, World Balance. It's the number one local brand in Philippines. It's it's really not about the valuation of it. Mm. It's about what I become because I learn. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a saying that if you have the money, if you earn the money and you give it away, you know how to earn it back because you earn it. And yes. you know how you made it. I'm going to start my business. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make millions and you get punched in the face and it doesn't work out. How have you dealt with those disappointments? Because I'm hearing that you've taken the second route in that you had someone to lead you and guide you into different areas of the business. And that is your father and your grandfather. So how did you deal with disappointments when they came around at such a point that it was hard to recover from? He said, let me do my job. You just see the report and he was doing good at his job but I find myself not happy of just making the money grow but not learning anything sometimes you gotta you know help also or give also some some bonus stuff and everything but these are very very rare okay I'm I always give wisdom or knowledge on things I know Mm-hmm. Uh, but on on resources to help if it's really need I would definitely help them if it's really really in need but if it's if if they they can self-sustain and it would be useful sometimes I let them grow because it's destroying them if you just spoon feed them rather than letting them learn how to build their own muscles for their own good. Okay, so this stuff, these principles that I learned is the same thing if you're in restaurant business, if you're in retail business, sometimes you're in construction business, the principles are the same. Kind of like reflect how our business is run and how I should run it. So I, I, I like say, if we have a, me, uh, a good team here, I must have a good team here. If I have a good customer base here, so what is the customer base here? If the sales here is being done like this, I have a comparison. I think oh. I've been blessed by that experience. And then from there, I make that my guideline. 
in a way. So, so it definitely helped me. And I made some businesses and almost most of my business are run by people I trust. And how many closed? I think almost just one or two businesses closed and that's due to pandemic. Otherwise, most business I open, they're still running. So when you're going to make an investment and there are a portfolio of companies in front of you, you have several options and money is finite. No matter how rich you are, money is finite. How do you decide which company you're going to invest in? And even if it's a business idea, how do you decide if you're going to pursue a business idea? What's the evaluation step looking like? So for someone like me starting out on his journey and would like to be where you are, what are some of the things that you would say that if you had to start over again, you would do the same or you would do differently to ensure that you have the same level of result in the next 15 or 20 years after starting out? Actually, that's a good and valid question. But Thank you. the answer to that is, is not simple. But I would give everything I know how to answer you. Help us help you. If you're excited about today's episode, then hit the like and subscribe button to help us grow. The more of this episode you watch, you comment, you hit like, and you subscribe, the bigger the channel grows. The bigger the channel grows, the bigger the guests get. The bigger the guests get, the more value you'll be able to get from every episode. So help us help you by hitting like and subscribing and sharing this episode with your friends and family. Thank you. Let's get to the episode. Hey guys, welcome to the Boardroom Podcast. Today we have an exceptional, honored, dignified, even guest with us. We have Mr. Bernard Chung. Bernard, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. It's a good day. Ah, it's a beautiful day, isn't it? Where are you based, actually? Because I'm in Jamaica. The sun's out, the weather's warm, birds are chirping, nice beach. So where are you from? I'm in LA now. Oh. I stay here for two years already. And how are you liking LA so far? Well, everything's uh, big here. Like, the, the space <laughs> is big, you know, the places are, are, are big. And mm-hmm. this is nice. It's a nice place. Beautiful. So whenever we have a guest on the podcast, we have a tradition of asking them the same question. And it's a scenario. Which is, or what is your favorite city? New York is my favorite city. Oh, I love New York. Second to New York is LA. Oh, so New York, then LA. All right. So let's say that you and I are friends. We're walking down Manhattan in New York. We're having a good time. And one of my friends are approaching us. I see my friend and I say to my friend, friend, this is Bernard Chung. You would love to meet Bernard. And I say to you, Bernard, this is Fred. When my friend meets you, who exactly is Bernard Chung that is meeting at that time? I always answer the question of who I who I am is always I'm the son of my parent and I'm oh, the yes. father of my kids. And <laughs> that is something whatever you do, it's it will always be. 
But true. Aside from that, okay, mm-hmm. I'm a businessman and an angel investor now, and I like to learn also, and I like to share what I know. I've, mm-hmm. I've put a partnership and resource to uh, to a lot of companies, and I have substantial network network of people who in different industries in retail in platforms in esports in yes. food and beverage that i have knowledge in the technologies and the advancements that's happening in those areas mm-hmm. i'm also a graduate of a bachelor of science electronics communication engineering degree mm-hmm. uh, in a University, De La Salle University in Manila. Oh, what do you know? Yes. And until now, I never stopped wanting to learn. I never mm-hmm. stopped wanting to read. And mm-hmm. my interest is attending seminars so I could oh. learn more or I could recheck if what I know is still updated. Oh, that's... um. That's rather inspirational. You love to learn. That's the thing that I'm hearing. I can also imagine that having learned so much and continued to improve on what you've learned, it served you very well. I mean, angel investor, that's no small feat. Entrepreneur, you have businesses in different spheres like food and beverage, esports, service-based businesses as well. That's quite interesting. I would love for us to touch on all those things, the entrepreneurship journey, the angel investing journey. I'm hearing that you're from the Philippines. I love the Philippines. I have a few friends from there. I would love to. I should visit very soon. Question. Yes. Who were you as a child growing up? What was your experience like? And how did that experience help to funnel you into the world of business, entrepreneurship, and investing, really? My grandfather and my father Mm -hmm. started a shoe factory. And we have a shoe brand, World Balance. It's the number one local brand in Philippines. Mm-hmm. And as a child, when I was young, I had the training to see the business environment. So I would learn to see manufacturing of shoes, how it's being designed. I would also see the shoes being delivered to the stores from the stock room how the stock room was maintained, how the stores make their sales to the customer, and how the financial you know, auditing of the cashiers, basic stuff. So I have a good sense of business acumen when I was a child in a retail and a factory. Mm-hmm. Then I would listen to meetings, to marketing meetings, to advertising meetings. But... I could only understand what a child back then can understand. But it's still an improvement and I love it and I embrace it. And all those I can use and I have used as I grew older and as I move forward with my with my life. So this could stuff, we uh, please Yeah. Go please on. go ahead. Okay. So this stuff, these principles that I learned is the same thing 
if you're in restaurant business, if you're in retail business, sometimes you're in construction business, the principles are the same. Oh. So what are these principles that you've learned that's helped you to be successful in so many different industries? For example, the restaurant industry, that's food and beverage or the service base or the retail and esports. That's so amazing. So what are these principles that you can teach us about today? Well, principles are like you have an objective, you have a goal, you have a team member, you have to have communication skills and you have a plan and you have to see also each part of your plan being achievable and doable. And there's a cost per step, per fragment that you're uh, achieving. Mm -hmm. And everything is step by step. That's it. So we have to have a process. We have to have a team. You're also mentioning that across all of these different industries, these are the common, I wouldn't say just factors, but they're also the things that we always have to get right. You know, the marketing, the sales, the finances, the offer, even. How did you begin your entrepreneurship journey? Because I understand that your parents, your dad and your granddad, were entrepreneurs. They started the biggest shoe business in the Philippines. World Balance, it is correct? Yes, Word Balance. It's, it's called Word Balance. So how did you get started into entrepreneurship? What was your first venture and what was that like? Uh, well, my grandfather was an employee. And then when he learned how to make a shoe, he started his own, he started his own uh, factory. And then my father helped my grandfather. And then we have to sell it, to introduce it. So... My father did a lot of heavy lifting of selling. And my part there in the family business is I help in the business on, on my age of what help I can. And as I grew older, I learned to get more difficult tasks. And eventually, I was sent outside. In, uh, not difficult tasks is inside your factory, inside your store. And the more difficult task is you're going outside now to make sales, uh, right? And then, and then that one, he, my father imparted to me of how to talk to people, how to make sure you matter, you you read stuff, you share stuff, and then as you do your conversation, might as well make the sale. That was the basic. That was my father taught me. And from there, I learned that people is genuinely interested to learn. As long as you can share something they don't know or they're curious about, they're, they're, they would give you time to, they would make time to listen to you. And when, you, when they give time to you, you might as well tell your whatever other helps you need. Like, for example, buy shoes from me or buy shoes for your staff or something. I think... I've developed my people's skills at a very uh -huh. young age because of this. I am quite interested in the journey because there are two things that I always realize happen. A lot of times you can pick up a book, like a really famous book, for example, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, 
and you read about the concept of entrepreneurship or owning your business or investing or whatever the case might be. And you say, ah, yes, this actually works. And you know what happens. You go out there and you say, you know what? I'm going to start my business. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make millions. And you get punched in the face and it doesn't work out. How have you dealt with those disappointments? Because I'm hearing that you've taken the second route in that you had someone to lead you and guide you into different areas of the business. And that is your father and your grandfather. So how did you deal with disappointments when they came around at such a point that it was hard to recover from? No, I, able to observe my dad and my grandfather and the family business, uh, problem solving and problem facing challenges is not new. I I dealt with, I dealt with it every day because if you have a factory and you have a lot of retail stores, every day there would be a problem. Any mm-hmm. businessman who runs a business, they would know almost often every day something will come up something you need to solve something you need to fix mm-hmm. that's just how business is so I am used to solving this and I'm used to hearing problems so in a way that's a good training for me now mm-hmm. when I make my own company I kind of like reflect how our business is run and how I should run it. So I, I, I like to say, if we have a, meet, uh, a good team here, I must have a good team here. If I have a good mm-hmm. customer base here, so what is the customer base here? If mm-hmm. the sales here is being done like this, I have a mm-hmm. comparison. I think oh. I have been blessed by that experience. And then from there, I made that my guideline in a way. So... So it definitely helped me. And I made some businesses and mm-hmm. almost most of my business are run by people I trust. And how many closed? I think almost just one or two businesses closed and that's due to pandemic. Otherwise, oh most business I open they're still running and that is a testament of the team that you have so when you're putting together a team you're assembling a team to run a business what are the characteristics and traits and personalities and the things that you look for in the people that's going to make up your team that's going to help that team to be effective and efficient and overcome problems and be committed to work what are some of those traits that you look for Well, it, there has to be dedication to begin with. They have mm-hmm. to be focused too. Mm-hmm. Because running a business is, is really a, a full-time job. Yes. Sometimes it's more than eight hours a day. The person must love it. That must be passionate about it. Must be talking about it. You must see it in him or with her that every day that's what they're thinking mm-hmm. and they should communicate well too because they should know how to ask help or how to ask 
some people how to how to help them solve it, how to console. Yes. Of course. Uh, the culture, the culture, or the mindset must be in line with how, what I believe in. When what I what I believe in is we grow together, not doing things alone. So those are the things that I see and see important for my team. Mm-hmm. Togetherness and moving forward together. So togetherness is important. Um, determination is important. They also have to have yes. good work ethic in that the business is always on their mind and they're focused on the task at hand. You also want them to be able to work together to solve a problem. And if they have a problem, if a person has a problem, they should be comfortable asking for help. So it's a team. It's not about the individual, but it's more like I by myself might be good, but with two or three others who are like-minded and very good at what they do, then the job gets easier. So we've built up our team. Please, go ahead. No, those are the basic. But of course, (laughs) basic eventually after two years, three years, four years, they will grow, right? Mm -hmm. And after that, you have to look for people, leaders there, that if you're going to put more resource, other other characteristics must must show. Otherwise, I don't put resource. I just let them grow by their own. And these are when the wall, when they encounter the wall, they would think of how to solve it. They would think how to go through the wall. Because starting a business, everything seems basic. But upon growing your business, there will come a point that you would face certain growth wall where if you don't pass this wall, you won't grow. And these things, I, I should recognize the person that he is willing and wanting to surpass that wall or to, to get through that wall. And then we, we support them. I, I support them. So you're more of in a support role. You're not trying to micromanage your team. You're allowing them the space and time and resources that they need to grow and to improve and to overcome their problems. And you realize that different people, different teams will need a different level of investment. But it's, it's not a bad idea. I think it works because obviously it has. But there is a part of it that I'm curious about. How do you know when to help? Like, how can you look and say that, all right, they're definitely doing the best that they can. And you're right. They do need help. Or you can say they're trying, but there's a little bit more that they can do. And if they do that, then they'll be okay. So how do you know when to help and when to allow them to struggle through and surpass that wall, as you put it? Well, helping, there is four kinds of you know, help or giving. Okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can help through resource, through ideas, through wisdom. But there's also four categories, three categories or four, which is what is needed, you, what is useful, mm-hmm. what is pleasurable, excess, and mm-hmm. what is enduring, lifelong. Yes. So normally, those I see that's really needed. If I could help, I would help. Mm-hmm. Things that are 
useful sometimes because this is we're talking about resource now even mm-hmm. if it's useful if i cannot because other people needs help i would put the resource to the need first rather than useful then the pleasurable these are like treats where if they have big achievement they they completed something sometimes you got to you know help also or give also some some bonus stuff and everything but these are very very rare okay i'm i always give wisdom or knowledge or things i know mm-hmm. uh, but on on resources to help if it's really need i would definitely help them if it's really really in need but mm-hmm. if it's if if they they can self sustain and it would be useful sometimes i let them grow because it's destroying them if you just spoon feed them rather than letting them learn how to build their own muscles for their own good so it depends so the on the that is depends yeah and okay. the answer to you, to that is it really depends Really I would look at many things and many angles. Okay. So you've done all of these things. Can you just share with us some of the businesses that you currently own and you're also an angel investor. So what are some of the businesses that you've also invested in just to give us an idea of where your interests and um yes, your interests are really. Well, I invested in an animation company. I invested uh in in a coffee shop business what are the names uh, team horton philippines yeah team team horton philippines i invested money there i invested mm-hmm. in a shoe brand also but that's our family business but i put money there also which is word balance mm-hmm. uh i invested in an esports team uh called brand esports but currently we're on a transition phase of uh from Manila to putting it in USA uh, I've invested in tech platforms okay. called Easy Franchise which is a franchising management uh, platform mm-hmm. and some restaurants also with some friends I've invested in a construction company construction business that we make low cost housing Mm-hmm. And I invested on on an esports. Uh, what do you call this team? In an esports industry where we make write up, we promote, and we make the events for the publishers to make their theme or title or brand famous in our country. Okay. And I'm investing also in different platforms. So when you're going to make an investment and there are a portfolio of companies in front of you, you have several options and money is finite. No matter how rich you are, money is finite. How do you decide yes. which company you're going to invest in? And even if it's a business idea, how do you decide if you're going to pursue a business idea? What's the valuation step looking like? 
with me, I always look with the people that I see I could grow old with. Mm-hmm. Rather than if it's a good business. Because I have one investment where it was good, but the person I put money with mm-hmm. was also has a business acumen, but mm-hmm. eventually he said, let me do my job. You just see the report. And he was doing good at his job. But I find myself not happy of just making the money grow but not learning anything. That's my experience. And that's my personal belief also. I value most learning. And I value most fellowship. Mm-hmm. So I like planting with people that I can do fellowship with. Planting with people and then they share me what they know and I will share them what I know. And I will tell them that what I learned from you, I will share to other people. So the society will be better. The civilization will be better. The children who heard us will be wiser. So that's that's what I value. So normally, I invest in people, I people that I can see I can grow old with. I do sometimes test people before I invest. Like I would test their patient, I would ask many simple questions and see how they would react. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I would sometimes ask dumb questions too to see how will they respond if a dumb question was asked. You know, just to see the character. Yes. But once there and once I trust, I would never doubt them. Okay. That's me. Okay. Is it possible for you to give us a number or an estimate of your current portfolio valuation? So your portfolio of investments and companies that you own, how much they're valued at? It's difficult to say accurately now because mm-hmm. companies are growing uh, daily, growing differently, right? It's not like mm-hmm. I own one company and the valuation there, as you can see. So, what I can say is, it's a, it's it's a number that everyone will be proud of, and and then again, it's just a number, you know. Yes. With 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 this number, and you could give it away. An accident might you know might make you sell resource and and really put it. So, it's it's really not about the valuation of it. Mm-hmm. It's about what I become because I learn. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a saying that if you have the money, if you earn the money and you give it away, you know how to earn it back because you earn it and yes. you know how you made it. It's the person you become because you were able to earn those monies. And for sure, if you really did it, then you know how to redo it. So, you know, but if I'm to give you a, a real evaluation, it's it's more than a billion. It's more, more than, than a billion, billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the reason why I asked this question is because I wanted to ask the follow-up question. There are two follow-up questions I wanted to ask. Is the first, if you had to do it all over again, how would you do it to go from zero to over a billion dollars invested? And that would really help to answer the second question, which would be, what would be the advice you would give to someone starting out? So I myself, I want to make a lot of money, but I don't want to make money for the sake of making money. I want to do it because I want to inflict a lot of change. And if you were to go to someone and say to them that, you know what? I would like to build a hospital in this region because healthcare is very hard for these people to get. And it's going to cost, let's say, three billion US. Well, no hospital is going to cost three. Let's say it's going to cost a hundred million US dollars to get this done. It's a lot easier to motivate and persuade people to invest in your venture if you've achieved something, and if you're putting up your own money as well to show them that you're definitely dedicated to the cause. And I want to bring a lot of change. So for someone like me starting out on his journey, and would like to be where you are, what are some of the things that you would say that if you had to start over again, you would do the same or you would do differently to ensure that you have the same level of result in the next 15 or 20 years after starting out? Actually, that's a good and valid question. But Thank you. the answer to that is, is not simple. But I would give everything I know how to answer you. Okay? Mm-hmm. First thing, what's your time frame? Because earning a 1 billion in 3 years or earning a 1 billion in 15 years, those are different paths. And mm-hmm. also, those are different risks. Earning high in a short time takes a lot of risk. And earning high in, in a long time is sure you can do it. Okay? So, those things. Second, I did my journey when I was young. I planted many things with many people. Mm-hmm. Now, one day turn, one month turn, one year turn, people made a lot of output. So, eventually, everything grows slowly. And through time, you would reach that. You would, you would grow eventually. It's like you're a farmer, you plant a lot of seeds. Yes. Of course, many 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 harvests will 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 be the outcome of it rather than you just plant one tree and you look at the tree too that can be good it's gonna be a very big tree but it it's just one but it may be strong because you focus on that tree only it's it's well taken care of with me if i plant a lot i would have not there would be many seeds that wouldn't grow some yes. of the Insects probably have eaten the seeds. But still, through time, they would grow. My way of my journey was I planted a lot of seeds to a lot of stuff. But a lot didn't grow. But nobody failed. If they grow, they didn't fail. Only one and two failed because of pandemic. Now, that's why to answer your question, if if you're going to plant I, I, and I'm going to teach you. And I have to tell you, give it 20 years or 10 years. For sure, you'll be successful. And I'll tell you how to do it. But if you tell me, no, I need just two years or three years, 
then I also know how. But I will tell you, this is risky stuff and you have to gather really good talent and you really need to have a good idea and this is how you do it. And you will still able to do it. But that's a tougher task and that's more time constraint. And that one you need to hustle, like really hustle every day. But you still hours available. a day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you want me to, so you want me to share my story? Do you want me yes, to share your share my I'll tell you what. So when I was growing up, I didn't grow up around a lot of wealth and I got familiar with human suffering and people being in need. I've also been in need and I've also suffered a lot. But what I've learned is that a lot of times people need just a little bit of help, a little bit of motivation or inspiration and someone to show them a different smile than they've been seeing all their lives for them to move on. And because of that, I've I've realized that money is important, but only in so much as you can use it to achieve your dreams. I live in Jamaica and we don't have very good health care. There is housing, but it's not very cheap. The wages are low. And I look around the world and I realize that the path to my life being meaningful is in me bringing value and meaning to others. So schools, hospitals, affordable housing, education about healthcare, those are the things that I want to invest in. And I think about it and I say, well, it wouldn't make sense for me to try to do this in 10 years because I'm starting out, I have to learn so much. How long am I willing to work at this? And I decided that it's going to be for my entire life because then if I'm not trying to help people, why am I Why am I alive, you know? What's the value of being alive and taking care of yourself when I'm caring about others? But the journey that I want to be on is I want to be that person that when I die and my funeral is held, people come by and they cry and they say, you know what? When I met Jabez, my life changed and this is how my life changed. And I don't want anything in return, really. So what I've done is I've read a lot of books. Recently, I finished reading reading The Richest Man in Babylon. I'm currently reading Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I started this podcast for that very reason, because I realized that if I can help small businesses be successful, then I can reach a wide range of the population across the world, because most people in the world either own or work for a small business. So that's why we have the Boardroom Podcast, where we're just trying to help entrepreneurs and business owners and investors as well, because that's the way that people can get financial freedom learn the best ways to be successful in their business and the mistakes and wrong moves that they should avoid. And right here, I'm hearing that, you know what, you can become a billionaire in three years, but it's going to be really risky and you're going to have to put up a lot. A 15 to 25 year plan is so much better. So I do thank you for your wisdom and I thank you for your guidance, really. And for the opportunity to share my story with you, because you're the one being interviewed here. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, uh, just think of get, uh, creating value like what mm-hmm. you said the numbers will surprise you if you're really looking at the numbers and, and thinking about the numbers sometimes you're looking at the wrong thing you have to look at what value I would I could do to the people what value can I to help the society and then as you solve them you feel good and then True. money is the result of what you're doing. Yeah. I am um,
quite interested in learning more about your initiative for education. I spoke with Crystal, was her name, correct? Yes, Crystal. Yes, so I spoke with Crystal a bit earlier and she mentioned that you have an education initiative and you also mentioned to me that you love learning. I love learning. I read so many books. I don't like to go to parties, you know. I would prefer to sit at home with a good book around a computer with a course. So for entrepreneurs coming up, what are three of the books that you would recommend that every entrepreneur gets their hand on to really get them a foot in the door to being a successful entrepreneur? So three books you've read and you recommend for entrepreneurs. Well, I wish it could be only three, you know, but I think an entrepreneur should learn as much as he can. But for starters, I think an entrepreneur must be good with people. So how to win friends and influence people is a good starting book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, you must have discipline too in, in business. So the four disciplines of execution, it's like a management book, is also a good book to read. Yeah. <laughs> right here. Uh, the four disciplines yeah, yeah, yeah. of... Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's a good book too. So you got people, you got discipline, mm-hmm. and I think... This is the principles of, of business sometimes also matters. So the rich man and the richest man in Babylon, the book where you know how to save resources, yes. that's also a good start. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not that if you master that, that's it. It's like, <laughs> I'm just, you, nice. you ask for three books. Yeah, yeah, I just have this as start. But actually, eh, and, and, as you want to grow better, as you want to learn more, you got to mm-hmm. keep reading. And, yes. and three books, you should be reading three books in a month, you know. <laughs> At least. I finished At The least. Richest Man in Babylon last week. There is a book I want to ask you if you've read. It's The Personal MBA by Josh Kaufman. I haven't read that, but I will, I will uh, check it out. Try to get that. What, so let me tell you what, again? The Personal MBA by Josh Kaufman. So let me tell you a little bit about the book. Josh Kaufman, the author of the book, is postulating that you don't need to go to an Ivy League school to get a degree for an MBA to be an effective business owner and executive. And because he's gone to Ivy League, he's worked for Procter & Gamble, and he's learned so much, he started to put together resources of the 100 best books that entrepreneurs should read. And the entrepreneurs would always reach out to him and say, hey, I want to learn more about your work. What are these 100 books that I should read? And he would recommend the books. But three books in and everyone would get overwhelmed because there's so many books to read, so much information to digest. So what he's done is, is digested all the key points and information into one study that he says, once you've read this book, you don't need to go to business school to get an MBA because it's basically an MBA 
in one book and it covers the people in terms of um, connecting with people mentions uh-huh. the books that you should read he covers the systems part like business systems he covers marketing how to do business marketing sales he also covers getting your idea so you might want to start a business and you don't know what to start and you might have a business idea and he gives you evaluation tips on how to evaluate your idea if it's worth starting and it's really good from cover to cover it's a really good study on how to get started as an entrepreneur so if i had to recommend one and i'm happy that it's not one you've read so you can take a look at it that would be i'll, I'll get that today i'll get that today. <laughs> when I find book, i'll go to the bookstore later. there's also a book maybe you haven't heard of it it's who not how who not how is the title of the book who mm-hmm. not how yeah the book says there that there are some people who have done it so yes get these people the who and let them do their job don't mm-hmm. teach them that's the how because mm-hmm. the who already knows the how are you familiar with the story of i believe it's andrew carnegie of the united states steel company i believe from way in the 1920s and 30s uh I I I'm familiar with Andrew and with, and with his story, but uh, the book I I never read. I just I just watch documentary. In, oh, you have. Yeah. I just watch yes, documentary but... about about how America is made, how America was built, you know, <laughs> and then there's they're famous, so their stories embedded in their in their content. Yes, so I don't think there's a book. What if there is? We should definitely get it. But Andrew Carnegie's secret for success, and it's the same for Henry Ford as well, which is so amazing, is that they always get the right people, which is what you did. You start with the team. So you yeah. get the right people for the job. Yeah. You clearly define the problem that needs to be solved, which is kind of what this book talks about, the four disciplines of execution. And after you've identified uh-huh. the team and you've identified the problem, you allow them the space and the time and the resources to get the work done. You have cracked the code. That's yes. the secret to business success. I think that's what Richard Brandon said also. Uh, mm-hmm. Richard Brandon, yeah, the owner of Virgin. I, I just, I just, I, I just recall. He suggested that make a good plan, find the person who is, who is, who is able to achieve that, who has the, the criteria to achieve that, and get out of his way <laughs> just give resources and get out of their way that's true yeah, that is the secret that is the secret Napoleon Hill's famous book Think and Grow Rich it postulates the same idea because he's saying that you don't always have to be the person who has all the specialized knowledge that's needed you can get people who know that and that's how you have university graduates coming now because they have a general knowledge about a very specific field you can get them to do the job for you but you need to have an idea of what it is that needs to get done and this ties back into the the idea of offering value to people so if we look around we see a lot of opportunity to help others and as we help others that's how we get into not just making money but making money in a way that brings value to our fellow brothers and sisters of the human race that's my thought actually in That's your what, walk uh, we are, we are, I agree. please 
No, I agree with you with it. Yeah. No, that's that's my thought too, and we agree. So we know the formula now. We just have to do. It. It's just application and execution. In your walk in life, you have yes. learned a lot. You have studied a lot. Can you just share with us just a bit more about your investment in education and in helping to pe- helping others to learn as much as possible as well? Because I know you're big on education, and I know you're investing in education as well. And then we can touch on esports, well, food and beverage. Well, on education, I just share what I know freely to everyone. What I know, if they ask, I will I will tell. I've been invited also to business meetings, business proposals, and they would ask me if it's good to put money there. And of course, I'll give my opinion for free. And I think people who 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 seek my advice appreciated it because they always come back to me and say, "Hey, how about this one and that one?" <laughs> Now, it's the first time I've created a foundation for education. Just now, and I'm starting this journey now to be its official, because with this, there would be an official platform or official vehicle that really more rich that I could help people be educated. I'm just starting my journey, and we're actually looking for volunteers too. But once once the office is set up and once once the the website and and the the materials are made and Then I'll 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 go fast forward the journey. Right now yes. we're still preparing. Yeah. And if anything that I can do to help with website and marketing and getting the word out there, I would love to do that. As a matter of fact, you just mentioned that you're looking for volunteers. So let's just get the word out right now. If there's someone listening or they're watching, what are the kind of volunteers that you're looking for and the roles that you would like them to fill? And hopefully we can get somebody in that can be of value to you right here. Well, well, normally those people who wants to help children and who wants to promote education, uh, mm-hmm. of course there would be there would be there would be comp- com- compensation, of course, minimum. But uh, we haven't tackled that because it's a it's a it's a foundation. It's non-profit, uh, basically. When mm-hmm. we're ready, when we're ready, and when the handbook and the guidelines are. Are done. I would yes. reach out to you, and then we can start. Right now, we're still in the process of Planning. clearing everything to make sure that everything will will work out smoothly. That's wonderful. And the yeah. idea here is that you believe that in educating the children from their young, we can set them on a path to success. Not necessarily in entrepreneurship and investment, but in any walk of life that they would like to pursue. Right. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Uh, education is like opening the mind to the world. Yes. So that's really important. One 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 thing I tell to all people, to all my kids too, and to all friends, always open your mind. Observe people. Use your senses. Hear what they say. Look how they act. You know. Listen to how they speak, and then observe where they're going. How they talk, how they walk, how they how they present themselves—you kind of know if they're going to the direction that you want to go to. Also, mm-hmm. and if you want that one, spend time with them. But if you don't want, then you can spend time searching different people also, or or, or learning other people. 
Yes. But it's important for everyone to open their mind. And I think education is enabling the mind to be open. That's um, that's powerful. Yeah. I just want to ask you a quick question here in terms of the new university graduates. So they're not a child, really. They've gone through high school. They've gone through middle school. They've pretty much finished college or university or they'll be finishing a year or two. What are some of the tips or advice that you can give them that will help them to understand that, okay, I will have a degree. I will leave. Now I need to get a job. How do I now become successful in my field of study, whether it is medicine, engineering, or even healthcare, whatever the case might be? What can we tell them or advise them on that will help them that once they leave and they're ready to join a job market, they can get a job and in five years, they can be in a far more advanced position than when they started? I believe that young people have time still to explore and learn. So newly graduates should be part of a big organization and help big organization uh, develop develop the organization system and they would learn from them. Mm -hmm. Because learning from, from a degree or college is theoretical only. But they have to know the difference between theory and actual and outside school it's actual thing so they have really to be part of a big a big company or or a big organization and to know that this is how actual business works and then when they know and they understand then it's about time for them to start their own business because they kind of know what's expected, how tough it's going to be. Of course, there's some exception who from graduate, they started business already, but these are probably students who have seen already the business side because their parents probably have a business or the uncle have a business or they were in doctorate with, with real uh, business practice from family. But generally speaking, if you if you just graduate from school and you don't have any actual business experience, rather than starting your own business first, if you really have no idea how a business is run, then join join a company first and observe them. You will learn a lot from the boss to employee relationship how a boss can encourage an employee can boost morale or a bad boss can make a bad morale you will learn a lot so when you become a boss you kind of know like i was an employee before and my boss smiled at me and i felt happy you understand or i was employed before and the boss talked bad at me and every day i don't like to go to work you know you will understand the I don't know the relationship or politics of, 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 of the actual experience of it in the world. Yes. So just by yeah. being in the environment, you learn the things that you should do and you should not do, and that will be invaluable information on your journey to being a successful yes. entrepreneur. Yeah. 
whether you're the so, boss, whether you're the manager, or whether you're the employee, you 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 will observe and understand because you you would feel it. You you would ex- have experienced it or witness witness it. Are you familiar with Robert Kiyosaki and his book Rich Dad Poor Dad? Yes, yes. <laughs> That's a very so, famous book. It's, it's, yes. Yeah. Two of them actually. I have the question. What's the question? Do you, have, do you have a question about it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a question. It's also, more of a comment. Because what Robert uh, says is that when you are starting out on your journey, you shouldn't be concerned too much about the money that you're making. It's the skills that you're going to acquire. And the best way to acquire skills is yes. to join companies that excel at the skill that you want to learn. And then on your journey to financial freedom, you want to get over to the business owner or investor quadrant where you own the business that's making money for you and your investor in company that's you're putting your money out there and it's coming back to you in spades but before you can get there you have to develop sound healthy financial habits and this is taught in um, richest man in babylon in such a beautiful way what are some of the yes. mistakes that you see entrepreneurs and investors make that give them financial troubles really because if they can't do that, nothing else matters. If they're making a hundred and you're spending a hundred and fifty consistently, eventually they're going to run out of business. So, what are some of those top problems or things that they do wrong that cause them to falter and fail eventually that you've seen? I I would say that the lack of planning mm-hmm. is a big part of failure. The lack of planning. Because some some would say if we have a road, uh, if we have a runway of this amount of money, then we will able to do the MVP, the minimum valuable product, and then that's it. Right? But again, if you know planning, you'll say the runway is ten months. You say nope, we do it twenty months runway because in actual there's a lot of problems in between. So you don't budget your runway just 10 months. You budget it in 20 months. So you've doubled it. And then your minimum value product, make sure that it's really the minimum value product that you don't want to add anything and you'll be able to launch it. Because in the process of doing it, you will say, let's improve this, let's improve this. And those little things will be an improvement, but add but cost too and add time too. Yes. But then again, when you ask why it fails or what, then the answer is because of the planning. It was not planned properly to begin with. If you have a good plan and you stick to your plan, chances are you will finish your plan. Yes. And I like the idea of the minimum viable product as well, because as you said quite rightly, there will always be problems in entrepreneurship. And one of the things I find so funny about um business plans in general they say that i am going to make this product i'm going to sell it to this person i am going to sell it at x price and every year i'm going to sell x amount and make x amount of money that there's so many assumptions there only one of those need to be wrong and the entire thing goes burning <laughs> so when we yeah. do the, the minimum value product we are slowly finding product market fit we're slowly finding the product at the right price for the right person so when we are ready to put a million dollars or ten million dollars into scale up and sell hundreds of millions of dollars of merchandise, we already know what we're selling and to who. So I love the idea because then that's also planning. You are 
an outstanding guest because you've thought, taught us so much today. I don't want to encroach on the time too much because we have an hour, about five minutes left. Is there anything that you would have wanted me to ask or talk about that I didn't touch on because I know there's esports and so on, but I didn't get there. Or do you have more time and or do you have more time than the hour that we can talk a bit more? Well, I just like to tell the importance of when you're starting something, mm-hmm. seek advice from people who have done it. Seek advice from people who has been there. It's like you wanna, you know, for example, climb Mount Everest. It's good yep. if you have a guy who have been there, right? <laughs> it makes your survive survivability high, mm-hmm. and and you be confident too because someone's guiding you. He's done it. So to the to the young people who would want to do some tasks, ask for guidance, and ask for guidance from people who have done it. Not necessarily money. Even the thoughts, the wisdom, the knowledge, that would be helpful. And with money, there's always VC for it, and there's always private equity for it. That's their job, also to to allocate money to certain to certain projects. Well, that's, that's true. That's the only thing that's very important that I could share to young people who's gonna go out there and try their own journey in business. It's an important tool and an important wisdom for them to to use. I agree with you. And all the great men of past have echoed the same sentiment. You get someone's help that has done what you're trying to do and it makes your job a lot easier. Um, do you coach or mentor students or people in general? Or is that something you've ever done before? Well, it's not that I job it, but... If people want to ask me, they can reach out to me. You can ask Crystal if they, they can set an appointment with me. I, I help when I can. It's, it's it's I don't need I don't need people paying me. I just I just Once give what value. I can. I, I just share what I know. That's just me. Yeah, that's just how I am. Yeah. So if you need some some another perspective on certain projects, business or whatever, you, you mm-hmm. can you can ask me. I'm I'm also happy to be able to see and learn also from other people's projects. Okay. I have met billionaires in Jamaica before. So Jamaican billionaires. You're the first American, well, not American, but international billionaire that I've met in terms of international currency. And I love to seize the opportunity while it's here. What would I need to do for you to be my mentor? Because you are where I want to be. So what would I need to do to earn your trust and your confidence? I would say, you know what? I'll mentor Jabez on his journey to success. Well, uh, I, just just ask me. I'll, I'll tell you stuff. I mean, there's there's not a requirement. I mean, okay. I share what I know. I, I will look at in your projects if you want. And I, I we welcome students. You know, when the student is ready, the teacher is there. And yes. I like teaching. And and I feel happy when I teach also. So just ask me. Don't don't be a stranger and it's okay. I'll I'll share you what I know. And I urge you also to give to ask second opinion and third opinion too. You know, yes. just to check. And then yeah. make an informed decision. And that's the CEO's way. You get the best information yes. from the yes, best yes. people and you make an informed decision. 
Thank you for your time yes, today, yes. Bernard. You have been wonderful. Right. You have been exceptional. We have a tradition on the show of whenever a guest has been on, we have to find out. Did you have a good time today on the podcast? I had, I had, I had a good time. I enjoyed this talk. I'm looking forward for our next talk, or I'm looking forward to meet you in real person, in real life. Oh, definitely. Here's what we're going to do. We would like for you to tell us that, given your experience, you had a good time. Who is a guest that you could recommend, or you would like to see on the podcast in the future? And for that guest, we're going to reach out to that guest, and we're going to invite them on the podcast. For that guest, we'd like for you to also ask us a question to ask them to answer for you when they're on, so that in the future, when that guest is on, we ask that question, and you can get it answered as well. Hmm. Well, I wanted to meet a lot more people. Actually, and there's some list in my head, but hmm. If if you could, if you could ask for Jeff Bezos, yes, uh, you know, to interview him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's something. That's something really nice. And mm-hmm. a question for him is: How, 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 how long can can a loss be maintained? Non-profitability, and make sure that he can recoup it. Because what he's doing in a scale is he will invest in a such a loss, but for eight-year period it would fly. But how how sure he is that he will recoup it? Because I believe that somewhere somehow it's not a guaranteed. But part of him is he will still bravely charge it. And make sure that it wouldn't, it wouldn't fail. So you want us to ask? So Jeff, the question is, yeah, to ask long? Jeff Bezos, like, how long can you mean? How how in a certain projects, then you maintain a loss, okay? Mm-hmm. How sure is he that he's going to recoup that loss? Mm-hmm. But you know, actually, if he didn't even recoup the loss, it's probably okay. <laughs> yeah. So you I want mean, to find? There's out. a lot of questions I wanna. Yeah, yeah. There's a well, that's a mathematical question. Moral also is how do you manage ten thousand people? You know, is <laughs> is is something like when I when we get there, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure it's something we we need to learn too. Yes. So, two questions. The first is, how do you evaluate that a loss is good? So, you the, you have a project, you have a plan. It's making a loss in the short term, and you know that if it works in the long term, it will be successful, and you recoup all that loss. So, how do you evaluate that? Okay, it's okay to yes. continue making this loss, or when you decide yes. that no, it's bad. Let's cut ties. And the second yeah, is yeah, like yeah. tips and strategies to manage ten thousand people which not many yes. people can
can give you advice on. Definitely, we'll ask Jeff Bezos these questions. We'll definitely have to get him on. We would like to have you on again, like you said, in the future on the Boardroom yeah. Podcast. We would like to have a panel discussion with like-minded and like accomplished individuals just to talk about business, entrepreneurship, investing, and the way that we see the business world tending to in the next three to five years. How do you feel about being okay. on the Boardroom Podcast in the future? I, I like it. I, I I love these things. I like sharing what I know. Thank you. We look forward to having you on again. And thank you for your time, your words of wisdom. Today, guys, just in case you haven't realized, today, Mr. Bernard Chung basically broke down the secret to being a successful entrepreneur. And how do we know he broke it down? Well, he told us what to do. And as we continued through the episode and we looked at the successful entrepreneurs of time past, we looked at Napoleon Hill, um, Henry Ford, Andrew Carnegie. We can even look at Jeff Bezos today and Elon Musk. What they have done and they've instructed us to do to be successful is exactly what Mr. Chung has done. Thank you for your time, Bernard. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. We'll keep in touch and see you soon. Okay. Cheers. All right. Bye-bye.